Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. edition of the show. It is February 22nd, 2022, and I'm joined once again by my co-host Kyle Klingman from Cedar Falls, Iowa. Kyle, deuces are wild today. Yeah, that's right. 222-22. I like, I like it. You're going to do a celebration at 222-22 at the time? I hadn't thought of it, but you know, yeah, why not? Seems like a great idea. Yeah. I, I agree. Let's do something special. <laughs> okay. That's, I'll, I'll FaceTime and, and it'll be great. But um, until yeah. then, or before then, I want to get on to our guest today. Excited to talk with him. He's an assistant coach at NC State University. It is Timmy McCall. Timmy, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Pretty excited. I see you're you're probably up in the, the wrestling offices today. I yeah. Yeah. Office. Hanging out in uh, Coach Pop's office. I think Adam oh. and... Uh, Kevin are in mind, so you kicked him out. Yeah, I got kicked out. Oh, I thought you kicked them out. Let's just uh, go. Earlier, with that. I did. I told Pat, I was like, "Hey, I need, I need this space. I need you to move." I like it. All right, tell him what's up. Um, yeah. all right. So I kind of want to get into some things. I don't. I just start with like Hope Mills, North Carolina. That's where you're from. Yeah. That's where you grew up. What's Hope Mills yeah. like? What was your upbringing like? Oof. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, small town feel, small town feel. Um, I grew up, uh, my family's from there. If you know Fort Bragg, the military base. Heard of it. Uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, yeah, we're like 20 minutes south of Fort Bragg. So people who want to get out of Fayetteville, the city, they usually settle down in my little town. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. My family, though, was born and raised there. Um got into wrestling at a young age. All my coaches, whenever I was a kid, were like people who came in and out through the military. So had some some uh, pretty scary dudes as coaches. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just kind of got out on the national scene and started having fun. So how old were you when you got introduced to wrestling? How did you get introduced to wrestling? What What drew you in? Yeah, so I started wrestling whenever I was four years old. Um, my my uncles wrestled um and then his son was a state champ and then i, I just kind of got into it and uh, fell in love fell in love with wrestling i played football played baseball but uh i would say wrestling is one that i stood out the most what was it 
about yeah. wrestling that stood out to you and why'd you like it? I think I was a gritty kid. Uh, just love to win and love to go out and get it yourself, you know? Yeah. Uh, I tell a lot of people this. So my sister's military, um, and she's my big sister. She's five years older than I. People say, you know, wrestling makes shit tough. I think my, my sister made me tough. And uh, we used to fight all the time. And uh, I, I, I kind of grew up with that mentality. If you want it, go get it. And what other sport to do that in than, than wrestling? My sister, she's a drill sergeant or was a drill sergeant. Um, kind of straightforward, hard nose. So we kind of had that same attitude about life. That's cool. So your sister's five years older. So when you got into wrestling when you were four, she was nine. She's yep. pushing you around, beating you up, I assume, right? And she's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there a time where the tides finally turned and you're like, hey, I'm bigger and stronger now and oh, yeah. I would say I would say uh middle school most definitely. I was I, I got big really fast. Yeah. Uh so I used to work with my, my grandparents during the the summertime. My grandpa was a farmer and then uh had a carpentry business. Oh, wow. And during the summertime, I'd pack up a bag and just hang out with them. And we would eat what we picked. Uh, so we had, uh, yeah, fresh corn, peas, everything. Uh, we'd wake up in the morning. That was your job. We'd go work out in the farm. And then we would turn around and head to some job. And I was the carry bricks and make a brick mortar kind of guy. I was the young helper and I grew tremendously. So I went from in middle school, I went from 112 my 6th grade year and then I wrestled 140 my uh 8th or 7th grade year and then 160 my uh 8th grade year. And uh I just kept going up. I kept getting bigger and bigger and I think that was the time where I put my foot down and was like, yeah, I can't get beat up anymore by my my sister. <laughs> What a, 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 a fertile ground you're talking about, like, farming and then – which is hard enough, right? And then laying bricks and, and, like, that just seems like the perfect upbringing to teach somebody how to be tough and to handle whatever wrestling is going to throw at you. Would you say that was a fair assessment? Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, my grandpa taught us how to work for whatever you, whatever you want um, at a young age. He had seven kids. Um and they all grew up doing the same exact thing, same exact thing. My, his two sons, his two two boys, um, and five girls. And his two boys, they own concrete businesses, which is tough labor. Uh, I worked with them as well growing up. Um, and then all of his daughters are, are uh, pretty successful too, running daycares um, and stuff as well. So it's it's uh it's cool to see um, generation generation, you know working hard for for what you want yeah and people it seems like people who like learn like real hard work from a young age like the kind of work that is wrestling coach daycare workers librarian <laughs> doctor lawyer teacher, whatever it is that they want to get into they're gonna they're gonna flourish and be successful at so um i think that's i think that's awesome and you mentioned uh it's a military and that back to the wrestling part of it you know growing up you had a lot of coaches that came in that were military or hard asses or kind of whatever. Can you just give me one example that pops in your head when you think about these tough coaches, somebody who was tough or an example of a time that things were tough? One of these, I want to hear something about these, these tough guys, tough girls, whoever it was, 
um, that were kind yeah. of coaching you? Yeah. Uh, my mom's kind of old school. I would say this, and uh, whenever we would go to tournaments, she would uh, give the okay to the coaches. It was it was one of those, hey, um, my son's in your care. If you uh, if you need to snatch him up, you snatch him up. You know, and I'm looking at my mom like, you're just gonna let, you're gonna give that permission like that to just, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember I remember wrestling in a tournament. Um, actually on Fort Bragg on the base. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I like had a loss or something like that. I don't think I, I ended up taking like second and I'm probably, I'm still in elementary school and I'm boohooing. I'm, I'm mad. I'm pissed off. And, uh, yeah, one of the, one of my, my coaches, uh, grabbed me and was like, Hey, we're not, we're not doing that. You're not, you're not crying. You, you wrestle tough, but uh, we're, we're not going to have that. I'll, I'll rip you out. And during those times, I wrestled in two divisions. You know, when you could do that back in the day, you'd wrestle your age group and the age group of, uh, above you. And, he, and it was like, I'm going to pull you out of the other age group if you want to cry and be a baby right now. And, and they used to hit you with like the, you know, uh, at, at a young age, being called a little kid was like, the worst thing you could do, you know, so no, stop acting like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Don't act like a baby. If you're yep. going to be a baby, I'm going to pull you out of the tournament. Um, and and I, I think that that was big for me. I never had an out. I never had that. I'm going to go pout um, until I get my way. It was like, hey, you're here to wrestle. Every time you tow that line, you have an opportunity to win. You have an opportunity to lose, but you got to give it your all, you know, so never had that, that, uh, escape well that's man it seems like you have all, all the right things from a young age from the hard work to the take no bs to quit pouting and and just like deal with it which is everybody gets beat up in wrestling at some point and you have to learn how to deal with <laughs> yeah. it yeah so that's fantastic when did you when did you fall in love with wrestling and when did you get good and did those things kind of happen at the same time mm. yeah so fell in love at a young age um I was a big fish in a small pond, um, being in a small town, uh, and, and it was like, you know, Timmy's good state champ. He's going to be that guy uh, to, to go off and do big things. And I was a straight-A student. Um, I wanted to go off and do big things and went off to college, uh, had a connection with my high school coach was – he was high school teammates with Jarrett Frayer, who was an assistant at Wisconsin at the time. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, that relationship, uh, you know, built and, and went off to Wisconsin. I was like, try my, my uh, you know, my my uh, wrestling and, and, and whatnot in, in the big leagues. And – I loved it. I fell in love with it. Being around some of the, the the top guys in the country and Andrew Howe, Trevor Bramble, Travis Rudd. Um it we it was it was amazing. <clears throat> and uh yeah, from then on out it was like I wanna wrestle freestyle, I wanna do all these things. I, I had all these dreams and aspirations. Um and and college wasn't wasn't uh you know, wasn't what I expected. There was a lot of bumps in the roads that that happened um 
you know, I, I was recruited by Donnie Pritzloff and Freyer. Those guys um, ended up moving on um, to uh, other positions at the time. And uh, I was like, you know what, I'm staying here. I'm going to stay here and continue to, to uh, you know, chase my, my dreams. And I, I have an opportunity at a great education in UW. And, um, yeah, it was, it was different. But with that, you saw some of these guys that I looked up to um, transferred. A lot of guys moved out, and um, it was tough. It was really hard on me. Uh, and uh, so I, I continued to grind, was a leader on the team um, and whatnot. But I would say uh, all that to, to fast forward, I, I didn't reach my goals my, my senior year. I tore my hamstring in, in Big Tens, came back and still wrestled at NCAAs, lost in the blood round. Um, and I was it was bummed, but I still still had – some some fight in me to say and uh i came here to nc state coach pop reached out to me and i uh, was like hey we'd love to have you on staff or not staff but uh have you as part of our, our regional training center and i said hey love to come down there's one thing that I'm, I'm passionate about as well and then that's uh i was involved with athletes in action it's a student athlete ministry i would love to con- continue to, to pursue um that and he's like we want you here even more and so I, I moved down here and got to uh, got to be close to home. I'm an hour away from my hometown right now, um, and uh, yeah, I think I, I grew the most when I came here and started training freestyle. Um, and that was with at the time Obi Obi Blanc. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Frank Beasley, Pat, um, Adam Hall. Um, and then it just, it, it took off, it took off from there. I started going to, to, uh, out to LTC to train been overseas a couple times. So I would say that most of my, my growing actually happened after college, um, as far as wrestling goes. And, uh, yeah, I think I, 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 I fell in love a little bit more with it, um, with, with wrestling, sport of wrestling. Yeah. Once I, I think- moved here. I think that's an interesting take because even before you said, you know, usually if I ask that question to people, they say middle school, grade school, high school at the latest. And it seems like you like came to into it a lot in college and then maybe even more afterwards. Do you think that's mm-hmm. because the lack of, um, and I, don't, I could be wrong here, but the lack of exposure or being that big fish in the small pond in, in North Carolina, maybe you didn't see the bigger picture? Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Um, I will say whenever I was in uh, middle school and high school, I got to wrestle in a lot of national tournaments. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I got to, to get a little bit of exposure. But I remember whenever I came to college and I found out some of my teammates had, like, wrestling rooms in their basement. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you guys just go downstairs and, and, you know, get to scrap? Like, my mind was blown that wrestling was, like, such – um, you know, a strong piece of their, their lives that they had, you know, a room in their basement. And, and for me, it was just like, I loved the sport, but it, it wasn't like eat, sleep, breathe, um, you know, wrestling. I actually played football and was pretty decent at football and uh, in high school. I got hurt playing football, third round of the playoffs. Um, we we, uh, we were – 
undefeated. We were doing very well. Um, and I, I got hurt and I had to sit out of wrestling season. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm never playing football again <laughs> if I have to sit out, you know, my, my favorite sport. And that's that's kind of where I was all in with uh, with wrestling. What was that uh, injury in football? Well, first of all, what position did you play? And maybe you played yeah. both sides of the ball. I wouldn't be surprised. But where were you playing when you got hurt? And how did that happen? And what, what obviously, did you hurt? Yeah, so I was playing linebacker. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I was doing pretty good. I led the led the team in tackles, led the conference, uh, county, region. I was doing doing very well. Um, and uh, small town football is everything, uh-huh. you know. So, yeah, the whole your whole town's there on a Friday night to watch you guys play football, especially with our, our record, how good we were doing. Um, but yeah, so I got hit by lineman. Um, and in the knee, and I was like, man, something doesn't feel right. And I couldn't straighten my leg. I kept trying to straighten my leg, and I ended up popping off the field. And, um, yeah, I ended up tearing my meniscus, and I had the uh, tear where it flipped into my, my joint. Oh, and, uh, yeah, so I ended up having surgery. And normally they'll just scrape it. You, two weeks, you come back, you're ready to go. And I asked the doctor, I said, I'm young what would be better for me long-term? And he said, I can repair it, but you won't be able to wrestle this year. And uh, so I went that route and uh, came back next year, didn't play football, won a state title, and um, our football coaches weren't happy with me. (laughs) (laughs) You did very well, and you're going to just get up and leave, and, and, you know, you won your state title, come back and play football, you know. No, I'm good. I'm good. But – had your eyes yeah. sight set on wrestling. And then you, you mentioned, you know, you went to Wisconsin. You said, uh, well, you said there was either some hiccups or bumps in the roads or setbacks or something. And you mentioned um, tearing your hamstring, I think you said. Was that yep. the biggest bump in the road or w- were there other things um, comparable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that was that was one of them. Uh, my senior year, I, I wanted to do some, some big things. You know, I, I was – Finally, just growing in confidence. I went in wrestling 184, yeah, and uh, man, that was a nightmare. <laughs> so I bumped up to 97, um, and uh, I lost. I lost my wrestle off my first year at 97, double overtime. I can remember it like it was yesterday, and um, that was tough. That was tough, really tough for me um, because wrestling at that point was an idol. I chased it. I loved it, and then I didn't have it. You know, so I that's where my, my faith came into to play because I kind of had to grow and learn to to do something other than just wrestling. And that freedom that I learned just from from growing in my faith. And it, I, I wrestled that summer, and I had some very big wins in freestyle. And it just continued to push me forward, you know. Uh, but I think my, my, my big... Um, I guess hiccups uh, would have been one that tearing the hamstring. I think another one was my freshman year. I'm heading back for summer training and I get a phone call that, you know, uh, these coaches are gone and, you know, now then it was like a a snowball effect. Guys started transferring out. Um, Barry sent me off to the, 
uh, Olympic Training Center. I was there for a few weeks um, at the time, just as like that stuff was going down. I don't know if you just wanted me to be, you know, off campus for that. And um, yeah, that was that was really tough for me. That was that was tough. We went from being um, number four to number ten to being like sixtieth in the in the country, which was like crazy. Did you so. did you ever consider leaving, transferring? Um, my mom wanted me to come home bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm the baby boy, but I was like, I'm, I'm gonna stick this out. I'm learning and growing as a man yep. um, right now, and sometimes it's easy to just transfer and and you know go somewhere else. But uh, I stuck it out. I stuck it out, and yeah. But I, I didn't really have any places in mind um, of where I wanted to go. It's kind of, I don't know. I was in awe at first. And I can't believe this is happening. Well, it's, it's funny. Like, I could have taken the easy road, or what? I did the, I did the tough, the tough thing. And it goes back to like I think the upbringing, right? Like doing the tough things is like, yeah, this is hard, but I'll do it. Um, which I think is cool. Um, so you you finish up your college career. You still want to wrestle. You, you moved to Raleigh. How much yeah. did you know about NC State? Pat, I guess, had been there for a couple or few years already. Did you see the progress they were making? And, and did he give you a pitch or vision for his program, collegiate and, and post-collegiate? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so, funny story. Whenever I was in high school, NC State is the only school in North Carolina that did not recruit me. Was Pat there? And, Pat was not there. Okay. He was not there. Um, uh, and I was completely okay with it. The lifestyle and everything was just was all out of whack. I wasn't, wasn't where um, I wanted to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I remember that my senior year. <clears throat> so, re- rewind back to uh, another kid from my high school won a state title and then wrestled here Malik McDonald who is coaching right now actually um yeah he he's from my hometown we wrestled uh, grew up with him and I knew more about NC State because he was here and at the NCAA tournament Wisconsin finished 16th I believe and NC State finished 17th I was like dang they're uh not where they used to be, you know. Um, and that was a year where uh, watch Kevin Jack surprise everybody as a, as a true freshman. And, um, you know, I started asking questions at that point, like what's going on down there? So then my high school coach reached out to me. He said, hey, just let you know, um, NC State's interested in you coming and, um, you know, being a part of the RTC. And uh, Coach Pop and uh frank reached out to me and like you said they, they share their dream of of we're we're trying to to build something here in raleigh um, where guys are are not just reaching their goals at the collegiate level but also um you know going out on the world level and, and competing and chasing those dreams and he was upfront just about lifestyle and, and culture and you know we want someone here who's going to um who's going to foster these kids and, and grow them into being, you know, leaders. And I was, I was sold. I was all in. I was about it. <laughs> it's about it. So 
the funny thing too is I, I knew a couple of guys on the team I met through Athletes in Action. Um, Mike Machiavello being one of them, Lee Davis, Chad Pike. Um, I knew a few guys on the team already. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was an easy deal. And another thing, they, they brought me down. They, they, they flew me down here, and uh, I got to check out campus. And they were like, yeah, you can, you can just go home to your hometown and hang out, and we'll fly back out. And I was like, man, that's – that's awesome. I'm an hour away. My mom came and picked me up. I just spent time with her and I was like, I see what they're doing here. They're trying to let me know, man, you're close to family. You're, you're right around the corner if you, you want to come here. So it was sold. So it was so. like a, as like a, a, a post-college recruiting trip or almost like an RTC recruiting trip where it's like, this is why you should come here. And, and obviously it seems like it worked. They sold you on it because here you are. Uh, you mentioned Mike Mock, right? And, uh, and he was probably still in school at the time. What was your relationship? And you mentioned that you had a previous relationship with him. What was that relationship like coming into your time coming into Raleigh? And then what was your relationship like when he was in college training? And I'm sure you probably still to this day have a good relationship with him. Yeah, man. Mike, Mike's a, he's just like a brother of mine. Um, so whenever I was at Wisconsin, there's this thing called ultimate training camp through athletes in action, the uh, um, student athlete ministry. And I was a camp counselor and he was a camper and uh, it was in Minnesota and twin cities. And that's where I met Mock. and we hit it off uh, a couple other NC state guys. And uh, whenever Pat flew me out here, they're like, what was that Timmy? And I was like, yeah, man, what's up? You know, like, uh, you know, trying to see if this is a fit. And uh, yeah, man, we, we, yeah. Mock and I are, are, are pretty, pretty close you know we, we can talk for for hours on the phone and uh so what happened is he redshirted and he was my partner in rtc uh and then came back back next year and uh shocked the world uh and there's a few guys that were like that uh nick Renan was my partner um pete renda was my partner um and uh yeah, we we've been been close ever since. And whenever he graduated, still my partner, uh, him had a good good setup between him, Gwiz, um, Jacob Casper was another one. Mike Casoy was here. Mike Boykin, we had we had a squad uh, of of heavyweights that we could roll with, um, and Lee Davis being another one. So yeah, yeah, Mike Mike's a good guy. So when you were coming to Raleigh to visit for the first time to see if it was a place maybe you wanted to train, A, did was there ever a mention that maybe one day you'll be on staff? Or, and or B, did you, maybe that wasn't said, but was that something that you maybe thought could happen? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was something around there was mentioned. Um, at that point, whenever I came into Raleigh, I was an administrative assistant. Um, so I still met with the guys still had roles as far as, you know, um, trying to, to help build the team and stuff. But my main focus was RTC. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of just, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of the, the guy doing stuff behind the scenes that no one really knew about. Uh-huh. And, and, um, when things started to, you know, continue to move and people were moving different places. It was like, 
still here doing things behind the scenes and and um you know yeah i, I didn't have it have a clue you know at, at the time you you, you want to do what's best for you and, and your family and you know I've, I've looked at other places and stuff um but something's just continued to call me home you know here in north carolina and we go back to when they were 17th when, when wisconsin was 16th right and Pat's selling you on this vision of what he's trying to accomplish. And here we are, they're perennial top 10, help top five almost. Um, why? What, you know, from somebody who's in deep in, 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 in everything behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, what is NC State doing that's everybody wants to, to see this? And there are a lot of programs nationwide building, but NC State is like a really hot one of the last better part of a decade now almost. And what is it from your eyes that's helped this success? Yeah. Um, there's, do we have enough time? <laughs> we'll take the bullet points. <laughs> no, there's, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of things. And, and we, we hit home culture a, a lot, obviously. And, and um, I think from the, from the get-go, we just want people who are bought in. Um, we want people who love wrestling, who want to win. Um, but I remember when I first came here and uh, I, uh, it brought me into a practice. I ended up wrestling that day uh-huh. and uh, it was intense. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, coming from the big 10, you wear a little bit of pride a little bit and come into a, an ACC room. And it's like, man, this is way more intense than our room, you know, than wow. um, what we had going on. And um uh, I think that was that was one piece that that kind of grew um, was grit. Whenever you're in the room, it's like you can't let another another guy, you know, <laughs> beat the piss out of you. You got to kind of step up to the plate and say, let's let's go. Um, and, you know, and not just in the room. I think we hold guys to a standard outside the room. We try to keep our grades um, at, at, a, at a good standing. We we. Um, we want our guys to keep their nose clean um, as far as, you know, there's so many, so many different um, uh, distractions when you're in college. Um, and we just, we, we're up front, like, Hey, you're going to be surrounded by this, 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 and this, and it could be a negative impact by this way, this way, this way, you know, um, just make sure you're doing the right things. And so uh, our guys know that from the bat, like right off the bat and, and uh, come in and work hard. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the cool thing is everybody wrestles with a little chip on their shoulder. And at the end of the day, you can't teach that. You can recruit it. You can find it. Um, but uh, you, you find those guys who, who have a little chip on their shoulder. And I think that's that's seen in a lot of our, our guys who, who go out and scrap, you know. Yeah. They wrestle with a little bit of, of meanness. Um. Okay, Pat Papalizzi, obviously he, he's at the top when it comes to NC State wrestling. Give me three words that describe Pat Papalizzi. I know he's your boss, but we can be candid here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, three words. He is... Uh, he's a big picture guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say a visionary. Like he's he's a he's a dreamer. He can see things before they come into play. Um, 
and uh, he's cut in stone. You're gonna, you, you know what you're gonna get out of him. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't really waver um, from that. And uh, yeah, I would say, I would say uh, the last one. I could, I would say, smart. He's, he's, he's always two or three steps ahead. And I don't know if that's a good thing sometimes. You're like, Pat, I don't know if you're just – you didn't sleep last night because you're thinking through everything. But, uh, you know, some days you, you he'll go down a rabbit hole and you're like, I don't know how we got this far <laughs> down the wrong track. I don't know if you dreamed that or something. But, um, but yeah, he, he's, he's always he's, – he's smart, man. He thinks down the road. Um, and, and, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. I maybe used more than three words. No, you, you, he's uh, <laughs> he thinks down the down the road. He's Genere, cut yeah. from stone, and he's what was the last thing he said? He's set in his ways. Yeah, one of those, something yeah. like that. <laughs> those work. Yeah, those work. Those are all good. Yeah, descriptions of him. Um, yeah. Well, and and what do you like most about coaching? The role you're in is being on the mat. Is it some of this bigger picture stuff? Is it something else on it? You know, marketing, fundraising. There's lots of components to it. Yeah, yeah. There's a kind of well-rounded. Um, I had to fundraise my salary whenever I was an athlete in action. So you, you learn how to fundraise. You learn how to how to you know talk with people. Um, I love wrestling. Um, but I think from that ministry background, I love developing leaders. Um, I spend a lot of time talking to guys, um, just grabbing coffee, just, uh, having guys over, hang out type stuff. Um, yeah, I would, I would say development and watching guys go out and reach their goals. I think there was a piece of me that, uh, I never was a, a national champ, um, world champ, uh, but uh, you're able to to coach people to get there, and I think uh, that's a, a really cool feeling, you know, like doing my homework, uh, trying to figure out the best way for my guys to win, and uh, yeah, say that's it. Sure, I mean, do you have? Maybe you don't know. Maybe you do. Is your long term? Would you like to see yourself as a head coach? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think there's a there's a part of you that's always wondering, um, can I do this my myself? My, you know, uh, and I will say I've learned so much from from Coach Pop, and he doesn't know this, but I have I have my own like. Uh, Google Doc just full of notes on how to lead and start a program from start to finish um, and all just from taking notes from him and that's do's and don'ts and and whatnot but I've learned a good bit from him and uh, yeah I think that's that's something that uh, down the road Lord willing I'm able to to you know to uh, lead a team at the next level. So, 
Maybe don't maybe don't tell him too much about that Google Doc because he went back and beat John Smith, his coach, and there's you know, maybe one day the tides are turning and yeah. here you are trying to take out Pop. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean and, and that's one thing that's really cool is if if you look down the road at all the people that's left this program and people who are coaching right now, it's crazy. It's starting it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of people who are who are at some point either are coaching still to this day or, or uh, coach for a little while and then moved on. And, and that's what I think that's uh, NC State's a great example. But there's so many programs nationwide where the, a strong head coach is just starting to develop guys that graduate or guys like you that come in. It's just like they're all learning from these these. They're not just blowing the whistle and doing stand-ups and sprawls at practice. They're doing all the fundraising. They're marketing. They're they're building relationships yeah. with the alumni. There's all these other facets that go into like, probably the best way to be a head coach, and you're starting to see it, and it's just like infiltrating the rest of the country. So I think that's really exciting yeah. about the, the future of this program that you're at and, and lots of other programs that will eventually need new head coaches and these young guys. Um, that have lots of knowledge and experience are going are gonna to start to fill in. So um, I think that's exciting. I know Kyle Klingman's sitting over here, quiet as can be, taking probably got a Google Doc on of his own. He's taking notes. But I know he's got some, some questions for you, and he's going to try to stump you and try to mess you up. So stay strong um, <laughs> as he comes into his little game. But, Kyle, when you're ready, man, go ahead. Timmy, it's our game called Sweat It Out. I have five questions. The goal is to make you sweat. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right, Let's number one. Hard what, quick, so. what wrestler <laughs> from England. So what wrestler from England won a bronze medal at the 1984 Olympics in the 90-kilogram weight class in men's freestyle wrestling? That is Noah Lobin. Coach yeah. Lobin. You got it? You got it. I'm- all right, same year, what wrestler won a silver medal at the 1984 Olympics in the 57-kilogram weight category in men's freestyle wrestling? You might have stumped me on that one. Come on, come on. His name came up in this in, since we've been doing this. 57? Oh, Barry Davis. No. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's yep, right. Yep. No map pedal. <laughs> you got it. You got him squirming, right. Kyle. He's about to start sweating. Yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> All right. Number number three. Who was the first three time world champion in US history? Um mm. World Champ? Bruce? Three time world champ. Nope. He went to Wisconsin. I'll give you that little tidbit. Oh, never mind. Lee Kemp. Yep. Is that three for three? He's first? Three for three. First three-timer. He was the first three-timer. Actually, he was the first two-time world champ, so I could have done either one. But yeah, he was the first to win multiple world championships. All right, number four. What former North Carolina State wrestler played a role in Police Academy 4 and 5? That's an easy one. Bab Tacker. Yeah. He's a big dude. That's a that's a thing. That's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. 
there's really no right answer. We'll, we'll kind of judge it. But a couple years ago, we had Tommy Gant on, and he gave us his all-starting five wrestler basketball team. I'd like to get your starting five wrestler-only basketball team. Wrestler-only basketball team. Yeah, it has to be wrestlers. <laughs> it has to be your starting five. Tommy Gant gave us his. He actually put, like, the Heidleys on there because he said they'd be good in the post. So I don't know if, if I'd be on that, but I'd like to know who mm. your five. It doesn't have to be NC State either. It can be anyone, but they have to be a wrestler, and they have to be your starting five for basketball. And you can include yourself. Why would I do that? That's not smart. That's smart. Don't well, we put don't me know. around round objects. We appreciate um, the honesty. Yeah, so Tommy Tommy Gant is pretty good. He can hoop. He can hoop. Um, hmm. We have uh, – so at the Olympic Training Center, we've challenged a lot of different squads. Uh, it would be like myself, Tommy, Mock. Um, yeah. And uh, Derringer is pretty good. Alex is uh, he's he's pretty good. Uh, he'd be one. Um, our our uh, one of our heavyweights, Deontay Wilson. He's a big boy that can move. Um, and Mock, you got to pick Mock because Mock's gonna he might like die on the court, but you know he's gonna give it his all. <laughs> He's going to lay it all on the line. Um, that's four. Huh. Kevin Jack. Kevin Jack is the most athletic guy I've ever met. And I hope he doesn't hear it because he, he makes me mad. He could be good at badminton and try it for the first time in his life. He could be good at name it. Bowling, golf. Frisbee golf. I don't know. Like he's just, he can pick up anything and learn it like that. And it's just so annoying. So annoying that he's so good at everything. I've seen him. I think it was playing handball in the room or whatever it was, but I, I was like, wow, heaven Jack can freaking move and throw and catch and cut. And yeah. 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 He's, um, he's very talented. He's, Tall and linky, and um, he can move pretty good. Move pretty good. All right. Yeah. Well, damn. You, I like you, it. You just good crushed team. Kyle's game. I said you're five yeah. for five. The last one, that's on you. That's your five, so that's cool. Um, we got one more game, though, we want to play, and this one's called Wins and Whoopins. Right? So thinking back over mm. the span of your entire career, trying to think of one win that really stands out to you. It can be your best win. It can be, like, your favorite. It can be – when you wrestled really well, it could be anything, right? It could be a five-year-old, you know, a match when you're five, whatever. So just one win that stands out and one ass whooping that stands out. And you're just like, yeah, this dude threw me up and down the mat and I, nothing I could do about it. When I came off, I felt like <laughs> less of a man because we've all had that happen. So one, one win, one loss that stand out. You can do either one first. Um, hmm. Oof. One ass whooping, I would say, is uh, my freshman year. <clears throat> um, 
I have a few of them, but uh, my my freshman year uh, wrestling in our room against Trevor Bramble, <laughs> and he is extremely long and very good at legs. Very good at legs to where you you want to like. I don't know. You'd rather be anywhere else than underneath him with legs in and a power half. And uh, I remember him beating the brakes off of me one day. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to learn how to get off bottom for you. And whenever I do that, like, I, I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to know the system, you know, like I, I won't get ridden out, you know? And um, he later on became my coach. And uh, I had to learn at that point, like, you know, uh, but yeah, he, he probably gave me worst butt whooping ever my freshman year, probably like the first week in the room. I didn't know another man could make you feel that way. <laughs> um, and then biggest win. Um I got a few of them. One, uh, uh, one from college that was was pretty awesome. Um, we were wrestling against Ohio State, and uh, it was at home. We were not ranked as high as them. Um, and Nick Heflin just moved up to 197 and uh, actually wrestled him during the summer. Uh, and won, and I got to win um, win that match in a home duel in front of the home crowd. And Wisconsin ended up beating Ohio State, and the crowd went crazy. It was it was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was it it was tough because that year he went on and was in the national finals, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you look back and you're like, I'm the only blemish on his record going into the national finals. Wow. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it gives you that feeling of like, man, I got to, I got to figure something out, <laughs> you know, um, I'm there, but, uh, yeah. Say so that's one of them. I, I bet that, <laughs> I bet that win felt a lot better than those days getting your ass kicked by Trevor. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. But that's, that's what we do in the sport. You know, Yeah. you have those days um, where you're on top of the world and then you have those days where you're, you're humbled. Um, and I think that's the beauty of our sport. You learn how to pick yourself back up and live for those days where you're on top of the world and let those days where you're humbled fuel you, you know? But, uh, yeah. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, man. And that, that's going to just about do it. Cause we're down to, down to the end of the time here. But, um, Man, Timmy, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story with us. Um, and I want to give you the last word, final thoughts on anything you might want to say before, before we let you move on. Uh, yeah, just continue to, guys are listening to this, continue to dream. Um, continue to, to chase after those goals. You never know um, where you're going to go. You never know where God's going to have you. Um, but uh, continue to put one foot in front of the other. And, uh, yeah. 
be on the lookout for NC State wrestling, man. We're we're still growing, we're still uh, still learning, and um, yeah, go pack. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the success. Best of luck at ACCs, and we'll see you in Detroit. Sounds good, brother. Y'all take right. care. Thanks, man. Have a great day. See ya. All right. All right, Kyle. Timmy McCall. I just I love the guy's energy, his vision. He's like the the Google Doc. That might have been my favorite part about this whole thing. He's like Pat doesn't know this, but I got a Google Doc and I'm making all these notes on like how to be the best coach I can. You're right, man. Yeah, and you're thinking ahead to when he might be using that to beat him at another program. So we'll see if that plays out. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, but that's gonna play. That's gonna play the show out. Is that how we say it? We're closing out, regardless. Uh, sure. Great, great show with Timmy McCall for Kyle Klingman. I'm Mark Bader. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks.